Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, February 28th, and we have completed week eight of 2022. As a reminder, businesstravel360.com is a great resource to take advantage of for everything business travel related. Here, you can listen, read, watch, take advantage of deals, look up events, and even have fun with some great videos. Check it all out at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. On Wednesday night, news broke that Russia had launched an invasion against its neighbor Ukraine. This is a major geopolitical event that the travel industry will have to deal with as it is continuing its emergence from the COVID-19 pandemic. While the situation is still unfolding and can change very quickly, here's how travel is being impacted. Ukraine's national airline, Ukraine International Airlines, has suspended its flights until March 23rd. The FAA has expanded areas into Eastern Europe surrounding Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia, where U.S. airlines and U.S. pilots have been told that they cannot operate. Delta Airlines announced that they have suspended code share with SkyTeam Alliance member Aeroflot, which is 57% owned by the Russian government. Additionally, many countries are closing their airspace to Russian airlines in response to the invasion. Portugal, Canada, the UK, just to name a few. Many airlines have also halted operations to and from Russia in response to the invasion. Air France, Wizz Air. Cruise lines are also scrapping stops in Ukraine and Russia in light of the conflict there. Viking River Cruises is cancelling all of its 2022 departures. Scenic is cancelling its entire 2022 river cruises in Russia. Norwegian Cruise Lines said that it is cutting St. Petersburg from its itineraries for the entirety of 2022. In response to all of that, Russia is also limiting the operation of many airlines from around the world over its airspace in Russia. Travelers heading out or returning from winter break faced many flight troubles this past weekend. A winter storm brought icy conditions to Dallas and other areas of central U.S. Wednesday and Thursday and through Friday in the East Coast. Thousands of flights were canceled by Friday morning ahead of the winter storm that was expected to bring snow and ice around the country. As of 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 1,700 flights were canceled in the U.S. On Thursday, an additional 1,400 flights were canceled. And on Friday, 1,300 flights were canceled, according to Flight Track or FlightAware. Airlines have used their usual ticket waivers for customers who want to change or cancel their flights in advance without the usual penalties. Business travel associations from across Europe have formed the European Network of Business Travel Associations, BT for Europe. The Brussels-based nonprofit association has 13 founding members who want to give business travel buyers a strong voice in Europe. A statement from the organization said that until now, business travel buyers across companies, public services, and NGOs have not had a unified network to make their collective voice heard at the European level. BT for Europe aims to bridge the gap between member associations and European regulators with post-COVID recovery, sustainable travel, and digital development with immediate priorities. Now in news related to the changes in travel due to the pandemic. Starting March 1st, Jamaica is dropping its pre-travel authorization requirement, removing another barrier to the island's full return to travel. The Prime Minister made the announcement this week explaining that while the pandemic is not over, it was time to start to remove some of the COVID-19 era protocols. While that requirement is being removed, the pre-travel testing requirement will remain in place for the time being. As for the future of the testing requirement, the Prime Minister said Jamaica is reviewing whether it should maintain it or modify it. 
Iceland's Minister of Health has announced that the country will be lifting all COVID-19 pandemic restrictions as of Friday, February 25th. This includes both restrictions within the country and at the border, meaning it'll just be like pre-coronavirus in terms of rules and restrictions. All rules regarding limitations on social gathering and operations, as well as quarantine requirements for those that are infected, are being removed. Additionally, no disease prevention measures will be in place at the border, regardless of vaccination status. UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson has unveiled plans to end self-isolation rules and the provision of free coronavirus tests in England. Speaking to Parliament on Monday, Johnson outlined England's roadmap to ending all legal restrictions and start living with COVID. The other three nations of the United Kingdom, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, have the authority to implement their own rules. The end of restrictions in England will happen in phases. The legal requirement to self-isolate will end on February 24th. As a result of these changes, the government will remove some of the financial support which has been on offer for those who are unable to work from home if they test positive from March 24th. And as of April 1st, the government will no longer provide free rapid tests for the public. The CDC has announced guideline changes allowing most Americans to unmask indoors, which experts say will be the first step in shifting the U.S. to the endemic phase of the pandemic. The agency said in the news briefing Friday morning that it will be using different metrics to determine whether to recommend face coverings or not. Under the old guidelines, masks were recommended for people, which apply to roughly 95% of U.S. counties. Now, in addition to caseloads, the guidance will also consider hospitalizations, current beds occupied by COVID patients, and hospital capacity. The new metrics would put more than half of the U.S. counties, where more than 70% of Americans live, in areas of low or medium risk. Canada will ease entry requirements for travelers fully vaccinated against COVID-19 on February 28th, ending the requirement of the test taken within 72 hours before departure. Fully vaccinated travelers will still need to test upon arrival, but they will have the option of using a rapid antigen test taken one day before arrival. Canada is also resuming a randomized testing program for arrivals, but selected travelers will not be required to quarantine while waiting for results. Twenty twenty two will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. UK-based travel management company ATPI has acquired Sydney-based The Travel Authority, expanding its footprint across Australia and New Zealand. Financial terms of the deal were undisclosed. The acquisition gives ATPI a portfolio that includes an established corporate travel clientele and its largest office presence to date in Sydney. The Travel Authority also has operations in Perth and on the northern coast of New South Wales, including clients in the marine and energy industries, which is a focus for ATPI and in events and leisure travel. ATPI significantly has grown its own global footprint in the past years, including an acquisition of a German TMC last year. Korean Air has received an unconditional approval from the Competition and Consumer Commission of Singapore for its business combination with Asiana Airlines. Following its assessments, the CCCS has concluded that Korean Air's acquisition of Asiana Airlines will not infringe upon Singapore's Competition Act. Singapore's Competition Authority conducted a public consultation in July last year to seek feedback from more than 150 stakeholders. Since the airline submitted business combination reports to nine countries that require reporting in January 2021, Korean Air has received approval from Turkey, Taiwan, and Vietnam. The Thailand Competition Commission announced that the submission of a business combination report was not necessary. AirAsia has signed a non-binding agreement with aircraft leasing firm Avalon for the lease of a minimum of 100 units of the VX electrical vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. 
This agreement for at least 100 units as part of the order was placed in June 2021 and is valued at 2 billion US dollars. Regulators in Malaysia and Singapore are likely to approve the operations far more quickly than in Indonesia, Thailand, and the Philippines. AirAsia's parent company, Capital A, CEO Tony Fernandez told Reuters, according to the chairman, that test flights will commence this April. IAG Hotels and Resorts is back in the black after completing an initiative to remove underperforming hotels from its global network. The company behind brands like Holiday Inn and Intercontinental reported Tuesday a $494 million profit from 2021, up from a $153 million loss it posted the year before. While IAG may have returned to profitability, it took a slight step back in terms of size. The company shrank its overall guest room count by 1% after removing nearly 50,000 rooms from its system. The bulk of the room deletions were tied to a previously announced plan to cut underperforming Holiday Inn and Crown Plaza hotels from its portfolio. Private aviation group Vista Global has acquired charter operator Air Hamburg. The transaction is expected to be completed in the first half of 2022, though additional details of the deal were not disclosed. Founded in 2006, Air Hamburg flies to more than 1,000 destinations in Europe. The acquisition will add 44 planes to Vista's fleet, bringing to a total of more than 240 aircraft globally. This agreement follows Vista's acquisition of Red Wing Aviation, Apollo Jets, and Talon Air. Now in some technology news. GDS provider Travelport and Qatar have signed a multi-year distribution agreement, the airlines announced. The expanded agreement for the first time will include NDC content, according to both companies, delivered via the Travelport Plus platform. The agreement also includes the use of Travelport's rich content and branding solutions, which can provide travel agents with graphically rich images and descriptions of fares and ancillaries. Risk intelligence specialist RiskLine has partnered with Rizmo, a location monitoring company. The partnership will give companies access to accurate location information alongside risk-related intelligence. U.S.-based Vismo helps companies protect employees by understanding risks and monitoring alerts. The partnership helps companies identify when an employee is near an incident and provide support. Concur is adding Amtrak to its tripling direct booking capture platform, giving travel managers visibility to their travelers' bookings made via the Amtrak website and app. Travelers will be able to link their Amtrak Guest Rewards account to their SAP Concur profile. Concur reports that more than 14,000 companies and more than 11 million business travel are current users of the TripLink platform. Delta Airlines has enhanced its fly-ready dashboard, which customers can use to verify that they meet destination requirements prior to travel. The changes include a more personalized view of requirements, including SkyMiles profile and passport information, to pre-fill documentation, the ability to view both outbound and inbound requirements at the same time after booking, and the ability to save, exit, and resume documentation management. FlyReady can be found under My Trips on the Delta website and within the Fly Delta app. And finally, corporate travel management startup Ramp has released a travel-specific solution designed to help companies enforce policies, ease expense reporting, and provide data to travel managers. The Ramp for Travel tool, which Ramp is making available at no additional charge for its current clients, lets travel managers set policies for air, travel, and lodging, and spending limits and receive alerts whenever employees are spending out of policy. The tool also compiles spending data into a dashboard for travel managers where they can monitor active employee trips. 
Ramp is also beta testing an extension for Google's Chrome browser, which enables employees to book travel with any booking service and quickly accesses their card details and policy requirements, as well as immediately uploads receipts. And now in news about sustainable travel. EasyJet has launched carbon emissions reporting to help corporate customers measure the impact of carbon emission offsetting. The airline has claimed a first with the reports, which it had said shares insights based on flown data and can also help businesses identify cost savings as EasyJet offsets the emissions at no extra cost. The first certificates have just been issued to EasyJet's largest corporate customers in Europe, including organizations in the public, construction, and energy sectors, according to the airline. Singapore Airlines, in partnership with the Civil Aviation Authority of Singapore and a global investment company, has selected ExxonMobil for sustainable aviation fuel as part of a one-year pilot on the use of SAF in Singapore. The airline will purchase the ExxonMobil blended SAF composed of 1.25 million liters of SAF, which will be supplied by Nesti and produced from cooking oils and waste animal fats. This will be blended with refined jet fuel at Exxon's facilities in Singapore. The airline did not immediately respond to requests of detail about the role of the global investment company in the pilot. Virgin Group has signed a new partnership aimed at producing lower carbon fuel, which can be used to power Virgin Atlantic flights. The Virgin Group, which owns 51% of Virgin Atlantic, is to work with chemical conversion technology company Agilex to research and develop processes to turn public waste into fuel producing at lower level of emissions. The group expects Virgin Atlantic and other Virgin companies to be the early adopters of the new fuel as part of the company's plans to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.